Conversations at the College, a fortnightly podcast where we delve into interesting stories from those within the St. Stephen's College community, talking to people that make the college truly diverse and connected. Now, let's get into this week's conversation. Today's special guest is not only our college captain, but an ambitious 70-year-old race car driver often competing in races across the country, Mr. Ryder Quinn. How are you doing today, Ryder? Brilliant. Thank you. And we're very honored to have you as our guest. Can you give us a bit of background on yourself? Of course. So, Ryder Quinn, grade 12 student at St. Stephen's College, Um, college captain, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. It's a great role that I'm extremely honored to, to have. I'm a race car driver. Uh, so traveling across Australia, Australia wide in two categories, Aussie racing car and, um, Australian national form forward championship, um, both extremely competitive and both extremely tough, but it's good. It's good. Um, so I've been competing in racing last year was my first year. I was fortunate enough to win the Queensland state championship for former forward, which was a great result. And it was great momentum to use for this year going into the national round. Um, national series so yeah it's good all good I've I've just a bit on school so I've always wanted to become captain I've always had that ambition and being you know house captains and stuff like that throughout throughout my schooling career awesome that's great Ryder that is very exciting about your racing history you said you only started last year is that correct yes so how does one start in becoming a race car driver how does that how does that begin yeah so it's not a common one Mm. (laughs) um but so my whole my whole family my dad's side have all sort of driven cars forever it's really really cool so my granddad still races and so does my uncle my dad unfortunately doesn't which is a bit of a shame but oh well and yeah so hopefully in the future we can go to do Bathurst 12 hour or something like that um and do an endurance race us four yeah. How do you find that balance of school and, and racing? Because the way you explain it, it does seem like something that would take up a lot of your time. And like you said, you're obviously the college captain. So how do you balance those two worlds? Yeah, definitely. So it does get a little bit tricky. I'm not going to lie. Being away 13 plus weekends this year due to racing definitely puts a bit of strain on my school um, and even personal life. It does get a little bit tricky, but definitely staying mentally right, staying mentally well, um, and staying on top of all my all my subjects and assignments and tests and all that is a big part. I don't want to rock up to a race weekend and be thinking about school mm-hmm. and vice versa. I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to do an Anzac Day ceremony and be thinking about racing mm-hmm. because it takes the focus away from that event, which is equally as important as each other. Yeah, it's all about keeping a good balance, mm-hmm. um, if you like. So, so touch on that what you just brought up then is. How do you stay mentally and physically well then? What is, do you have some sort of routine that you do or do you mix it up with different things? Yeah, so definitely on the race weekends, I'll I'll separate separate Mm -hmm. that. I have like pre-performance routines and stuff like that, which allows me to get in the zone, if you like, and stay focused and prepared for for the task at hand. And then just in general life, you know, in tutor group at school, we do, you know, we do meditate and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, which is great. Mm -hmm. I love it but also taking enough time for myself. So whether that's training, like going for walks on the beach or something like that at sunset or sun sunrise. So just little things like that. Yeah, just allowing myself to be vulnerable, you know, through Changing Lanes program, which we have at school. That was great. That was great for me and that was great for the cohort that went through it and mm-hmm. will continue to be great for all the cohorts that go through it. 
I would love to peek a little bit behind the curtain and find out what are those kind of pre-race routines that you go through. Because obviously we do see race car drivers on the television. You know, you got your Indy and that. You see the Lewis Hamiltons of the world, these superstars. Is there a little bit of, you know, inside baseball you can let the rest of the college community know? What is your pre-race routine like? Just for the college, right? <laughs> but no, it's it's you have to find what works for you. Some people like listening to music and zoning out. Um, and some people can, can go have a laugh with, with a team or something like that. So it's very, very individual. For me personally, I find music does help a lot. Um, and sort of having a workout, so like not a, not a lifting workout, mm-hmm. or, but just like with tennis balls and things like that, reactive lights, mm-hmm. just switching my brain on and getting ready, getting ready for yeah, the task at hand is, really gets me in the zone. Also knowing, I quite like knowing sort of everything that's going on. So whether we're increasing tire pressures by half a pound or, mm-hmm. or whatever that is, I quite like knowing every single little detail that is happening. I feel like that allows me to prepare the best and, and yeah, do my best. Are there prerequisites that are required to become a race car driver? Like, do you have to have fantastic hand-eye coordination? Or maybe the, the question that everyone's asking at home is that if I play enough Forza, am I going to be able to become a race car driver, right? Is, is there something that you need? Is there a gift you have to have? Or is it all something that you could potentially learn? To be great at it, you need a little bit of natural talent. Mm-hmm. But it can always be worked on. It can always be built on. I've always been in it. I've always been in it from, from being at the track with dad or being at the track with Popeye, my granddad. Mm-hmm. But... I played soccer for 10 years and I've only just started last year. Yes, I haven't, I didn't do karting or anything like that, which many drivers do do, but I've also sort of been in that environment and it's sort of in my blood, if you'd like, you know, that's not everything. Natural talent and born talent is not everything. Definitely takes effort, time, dedication, sacrifice even to get, you know, where I want to be. Awesome. So you did have a, a pretty impressive first year. What's the plan for this year then? So I'm currently racing in the Aussie Race Car Super Series. So that's a national series that goes around with the V8s and things like that. And then also the Australian National Formula Ford Championship. So they're the open wheelers. And again, it's a national series, not with the V8 supercars, but um, it's the great category. That is that is like the drivers like Scott McLaughlin and, and all of them. They've all, they've all touched in Formula Ford. And then hopefully I got a couple of days planned up in New Zealand. So we got a pretty big year of racing this year. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, it does sound like you do have a pretty big year between school and racing. How does Ryder Quinn turn it all off? How does he switch off and try and find some rest and relaxation between this busy life? I'm going to be honest, I don't. It's It gets tricky, like I said, but I do find a lot of pleasure and happiness in what I do. So I don't feel like I need to switch off because then I'm, I'm, I'm wasting valuable time. You know, every minute, every second that goes away is a minute or a second that, that you could be building and learning and growing your knowledge. So that's my, that's my opinion on it. I don't, I don't really like switching off. I feel like I'm lazy when I do switch off, so I choose not to. I, I choose to go for a run or go for a walk on the beach or you know, do some math homework or something. <laughs> math homework is a great way to relax, you're right. <laughs> Just touching a little bit on one of the last points of your racing, have you had any scary horror stories, Ryder? Any near misses, any collisions that were kind of uh, scary ones? Definitely. So a collision that happened probably a month ago was in the round two of the Australian National Formula 4 Championship. Um, we're at Phillip Island. It was race four, battling for about P5 or something like that. 
And, you know, in that situation, in the top five, we're all extremely competitive and we're all, we're all racing for the best position possible, obviously. So we're all competing at 110% not wanting to leave any room for anyone. How fast are you going this time, by the way? And this col- collision was mm. probably 90Ks mm-hmm. or something like that. So it was around the corner. Mm-hmm. So we've both come into the corner. I've passed him on the inside. And then he's just mis- mis- misjudged his mid-corner speed and accidentally ramped up my car. Um, so in the form forward, once two wheels sort of collide, the likeliness of them ramping up is extremely high. And this unfortunately happened. So... That happened and his left front tire smacked my head and was on my head for about four seconds until we came to a, an eventual stop quite close to the wall. Mm. So, but yeah, and I was concussed for about two weeks leading on to school holidays. I was, that's, that's been the worst one so far. Do those type of experiences make you second guess if it's the right thing to do? Does it make you think, oh, maybe I should pursue a a safer option like playing badminton or something or is is it is that not a, a thought in your mind definitely not definitely not i'm committed i'm committed to the sport i'm committed to my plan my five-year plan and just because of an incident like that which could have ended terribly it could have ended so badly but uh, and i am thankful that the safety in motorsport is quite high um and it's the highest it's ever been which is great but no i definitely not i'm committed to to what I'm doing and nothing's going to stop me. Okay. So what is it that you're doing? What's your, what's your plan after school? What is that, that goal of yours? So plan after school, obviously continue racing. Now, whether that be in Australia or abroad in US or Europe, you know, that's always a possibility. I do want to become a professional Porsche factory driver. Mm -hmm. So Porsche works factory driver is Europe based. So competing in endurance races like the 24 hour Le Mans and things like that, all in Europe, all over Europe and America. So, you know, whether I start that sort of campaign next year once I leave school and I, I go to a college in America and study while I'm racing because I believe that's a big thing. Having goals outside of motorsport for me has really helped me. Um, so, yeah, whether I do that or... But it's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of opportunity there. It's just, yeah, having, having a sit down, having a think, yeah, deciding what's best for me. We'll be right back. <laughs> With so many great schools on the Gold Coast, it can be hard to find the one that best suits the needs of you as parents and also your child's. On Thursday, May 19, St. Stephen's College is holding its Twilight Showcase, where you can experience our modern campus, enjoy a science show, watch sporting demonstrations, musical performances, and tour our state-of-the-art classrooms. To register your interest in attending, visit our website at stephenscollege.net.au. St. Stephen's College discover the difference so what would you like to study then if you had the opportunity i mean you're obviously thinking about it now year 12 you're you're in your final year right so those thoughts must be popping up is there anything that you're like i would love to study the subject or is there a couple options i'm quite business minded so uh, i've i've started a couple of things here in the in the in the background around business i would if i was to study anything it would be business related mm-hmm. i think it's a great thing and i think motorsport has lots of connections with business Mm -hmm. so yeah and maybe that's where it comes from or something like that is there a particular place you'd like to study specifically i know you said you know america or or europe what would be the 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 perfect place if you could pick a dream university or a place in the world to travel or to study definitely america Mm -hmm. college would be extremely extremely cool you know the culture and environment that is there is 
is unlike any other. I'm open to every single college. Mm -hmm. So I'm not you know, basing it just around this one college where if I don't get in, then I'm not going or, or anything like that. So if, if there's a chance that, that you lose the passion for racing, do you have a plan B or are you kind of all, all in on that? Yeah, so I'm not a big believer in having a plan B. So my plan B is sort of ingrained into my plan A. Mm -hmm. So my plan A is to obviously become a Porsche factory driver. Now, with that, you can't stay in that sport for, for years and years and years. Obviously, you can, but you can't, you know, there is a time. There's a time where you're out because this next young hotshot is coming in mm -hmm. and, you know, whether you're, whether you're slow or don't have the same ability as you once had, eventually, you're going to have to find something else. And like I said, with business and stuff like that. So having a couple of portfolios here and there, investments, and then building something up, mm -hmm. um, and whether that's education for business, mm -hmm. that would all transcend into that plan A mm -hmm. and acting as a plan B. Mm -hmm. So it seems like you've had a lot of challenges in your, your racing career, you know, whether they be crashes or not. Uh, what about in your personal life, away from racing? Has there been anything these type of scenarios that have helped you become a better stronger smarter person yeah definitely so a couple of years ago um my auntie that we all love dearly she sadly passed away from cancer that was terrible that was terrible for me and that was terrible for the whole family but it did it taught me a lot of things this is going back a, a couple of years so i would have been like around 14 or something like that so it taught me to you know, life is too short not to smile, not to help people, not to be there for people, not to try your best, not to be the very best person you can possibly be. And to always, always spend as much time with loved ones as you can, because we're not here forever. You know, horrific accidents happen every minute, happen so frequently, and you never know when something bad's gonna happen. And that is why I'm so, I'm really family orientated, I love my family. I have five brothers and sisters. Only one biological, but the re like all of them are my brothers and sisters. I love them so dearly, um, and I do absolutely anything for them. And it's evident as well, seeing you around school as well, Ryder, that you do have that kind of obviously different to like you'd say your biological family, but the way you interact with your friends and other people in your cohort, that you do share that warmth with them, with them as well. So I, I can see that as well in school. Um, that you obviously care a lot for those relationships. Is that something that's important to you? Definitely. Just being there for people, I feel has been great. Helping people through challenging times because we all have challenging times. We all face challenge in life. And especially with, at our age, the 16s, 17s, where it gets real. Like once, you're, once you've graduated, you know, your 18 year free trial is over. Like, you got to figure some stuff out. You're on the premium account now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've also always said, as college captain, how can you lead others if you can't lead yourself mm -hmm. and you can't take control of your own life? I think it would be, um, it'd be awesome if you could give the audience some potential takeaways because just how you, you could tell others how they could lead at school or perhaps, you know, even in their workplaces or what have you, because I see you when you're playing futsal and such and you're always hyping up the other boys, you know, making sure they're not, not tearing them down for making a bad pass or something, you know? Um, so if you could give us some sort of actionable ways that you can be a leader or actionable ways that you can 
uh, be that warmth or be that light. How would, how would you explain that to the audience? It's tricky because there is so many things. You can't wake up tomorrow and be the best leader ever. You must, however, wake up, lead yourself and, and really have your best interest at heart but also have the communities or have an individual's best interests at heart and definitely being familiar with how they operate, you know, analysing what works for them, what makes them tick and then using that to really fuel them and, and, and pump them up um, is a great way of, yeah, getting a team on board and things like that. And a leader doesn't have to be a college captain or, or a select role. Like a leader can be a friend. Like if someone needs some guidance or, or needs help, like be that leader, be that help because it does go a long way. You know, even smiling, walking past someone saying, hi, how are you? And smiling. A smile can bring so much joy and so much great energy to someone. And that's why like I always smile because I feel it's, it, it lightens the room. It really, really pumps everything up. So you know, there is a, a list, like, but anyone can be a leader. But I suppose for people in a role, I sort of run off three non-negotiables. One of them I can't say. <laughs> but so one of them, never lie. Mm-hmm. Always, always be honest. Whether that's the community, organisation, whatever it is, never lie. To, second is be authentic. You know, be you. Don't try, don't try to be someone else that you're not. You know, your weaknesses, your strengths and weaknesses can be at value of the team. It brings everyone, diversity is great. Mm-hmm. And, and we heavily encourage and accept diversity, um, diversity of views, culture, anything. I think that is, you're completely right in the way that um, you can change someone's day when a, when a stranger smiles at you or you're just in the college and you can see perhaps there's a student who's not having the best day and you can walk up to them and say, hey mate, you're right, how's it going? Mm. And um, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. Uh, so I think, think that, is, that is quite powerful. But on, on a more positive note, Ryder, what, is, um, what are you excited for for the rest of the school term? Are there any events that you're stoked for? Is there anything coming up in terms of leadership that's, that's going on? Yeah, I mean, school's exciting. I'd, I love school. It's great. And graduating in, what was it? It was like 206 days or something. Wow. Um, it's a bit daunting, but no, it's great. It's great. And the community here is, is brilliant. So even if there isn't a, an event or something like that on, it's always exciting. It's always great. There's, a, there's never a bad day. Mm-hmm. Just a character building day. Nice. That's are, you, are you scared for final chapel? I'm going to need a lot of tissues. It's such an emotional day. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's great. It's great. You know, next chapter, mm. next chapter. When I, when I decided I'm going to stop right, um, playing soccer, so I played soccer for like 10 plus years. It was a little bit tricky, but just next chapter, next chapter of your life. Mm. You know, take all the, all the greatness, all the happy times and bad times, um, all the lessons learned from that experience and implement it into your next experience. That's awesome, Ryder. So yeah, going into those, that next chapter of yours, right? Oh, it's obvious that you do love that busy lifestyle. When you finish school and you go on to that next chapter, are you planning for any time off? You want to go traveling? You want to see a bit of the world? You want to go on a holiday? Is, is there anything between those two chapters that you, you've got planned? Aside from racing, no. Mm-hmm. So pretty much as soon as school's finished, I'm going to New Zealand and I'm competing in the Toyota Racing Series um, championship which is 
a really big event, especially, you know, and it's even international motorsport. Um, definitely New Zealand motorsport. It's a massive thing. Like we have Europeans coming, coming around because it's their off season. Um, so they come and, you know, just keep up the seat time. But it's a big category, big category. So I think that will end around February or Jan and then you know, straight into it. So away from racing, away from school, there's a tiny off chance that you have some downtime. What's Ryder Quinn doing in his downtime when he's not racing, not doing his homework? On the simulator. <laughs> away from the simulator. <laughs> Any books? Do you like podcasts? Is there, you know, um, a radio channel you always listen to? Love surfing, something like that? I love all sport. Mm -hmm. So, and, and like I've said, I'm extremely family orientated. So whenever I do have that off chance, I will go spend time, um, whether that's at my sister's horse riding or just spending time with the family. It's, that's a big, that's a big thing for me. <laughs> Going to support my brother and sister at nippers or something. You know, that brings me so much joy. Seeing them succeed and seeing them happy is a big thing for me. But also, yeah, like you said, like podcasts and, and expanding my knowledge is really important to me. And I love seminars. I really love seminars. GIF 631, Adam Fell, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. And and he does some great mentoring. It's great. So you're into personal development and that as well? Yeah. Definitely. Is there? Are you more into, say, like watching a webinar, seminar, video content, reading books, a bit of both? Is there, what's your preferred medium when you're, when you're doing a bit of self-development? Books are not for me. Mm -hmm. Books are not for me. But yeah, definitely watching videos and seminars and webinars and things like that podcasts um all of that that's that's great for my own personal development and you know you might sit through an hour long podcast or something like that and you might and you might take out one or two one or two topics mm -hmm. but then one or two topics can help you for the next 15 years of your life sort of thing and then it just becomes a part of you and yeah everything you do so it's great i, I love developing myself constantly learning and expanding and yeah i feel it's great awesome and in that de development sphere do you feel like that helps with your your busy schedule like do you find you know those hacks and stuff that that help with your busy schedule definitely mm -hmm. definitely it all helps like you know instead of listening to music at gym i'd listen to a podcast or something like that and it's sort of sometimes bad because i'm so focused on what the what the host is saying than actually doing gym <laughs> but but no i definitely it definitely helps in all aspects of life whether that's personal like my motorsport or school it helps okay i'm gonna ask a controversial question okay is Ryder quinn at risk of burnout it seems like you've got a bit of a hectic lifestyle um with the racing and balancing everything together you are a proponent of you know wellness in terms of the mental sphere as well so is Ryder quinn at risk of a burnout honest honest opinion no. Why is that? Uh, I have a great gauge on how my mental, how my physical health is all going. And I feel, I feel yeah, I'm born for this sort of thing. I feel lazy when I'm not doing anything. I feel bad. Like I, I need to be doing something. So, I mean, you know, at this stage, I mean, I don't think anyone can predict if they're going to burn out per se, but... Mm. At this stage, no, definitely not. And, and it, I hope I never will. It seems like all of your activities that you do, though, are quite either positive or productive in that sense, where you are learning or you are exercising. Um, so even if there was some sort of burnout, it does seem like you're pointing yourself in the right direction anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And, 
you know, this is going back to being always positive, having a smile on your face. It's great and it lifts everything. Like it, I cannot emphasize enough how much that can help someone and how much that helps yourself. Well, with that, Ryder, I think we'll end the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we appreciate your time. Can you leave us with a small message for the college community? Life's too short not to smile. Always do your best and try to be the very best person you possibly can. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the College. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, feel free to reach out through our social media channels. And we look forward to you tuning in to our next conversation.